Roll up, roll up, roll up for the newest and weakest, weakness for bleakest podcast you've ever heard. What's it about, sir? It's about politics, about culture, a little bit about Australia, a little bit about overseas and abroad. That sounds terrible. It is. Meet your host, Darcy. Moran. And Kieran. Kieran. Oh. Stevenson. Oh, now it's... Welcome to uh, episode one of Wakeness for Blakeness. It's a th- thing about politics, because there isn't enough of that already. I uh, didn't know we were doing a show Barker sketch. Neither did I really, to be honest, until uh, mere microseconds before it started. Then I guess it's time for our song. A modest house, a picket fence, a couple kids, some common sense, a job to pay, a mortgage, or your rent. And all these goals are understood, but misery is a public good, so come and feed your sorrows till you're spent. Well, just to come, the captain said, the icebergs only dead ahead, the men will keep the engines fed, I have a deal with God. We're at the end of history, there ain't a hope for you or me, when workers philanthropically believe in the economy. But what a feast for tired eyes, the poison of the boiling skies, and everyone that wrote that spies will remember when the world was wise. Well, no, 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 no. Alright, it's time for headlines. The federal spending news today, the Irish jack-o'-lanterns Toy Department of Home Affairs receives $1.8 million for an executive HQ building in Canberra. Peter Dutton's new department fulfills the important role of coordinating services between security agencies that were apparently not communicating with each other before now. (laughs) That's thrilling stuff. So walk me walk me through this because I'm not sure I fully understand. They were given a bunch of money and they just blew a bunch of it. They've been given two point three million dollars to set up this new department, which is named, I guess, for Theresa May's old job, the Home Office in the UK. Okay, yep. except it's not the Home Office in the UK. Mm. Home Affairs seems to mean immigration, border yeah. security, and condescending to our security professionals yes well yeah stepping all over everybody's toes because if there's one thing that people always say about australia overseas it's that we don't have enough of a focus on immigration control or people are amazed how lax we are about (laughs) immigration control (laughs) only two prison islands we're not using any of our formidable desert that's right or dangerous wildlife i feel like we could be having some sort of games some Immig- sort of survival games. We could, we could. Now it'd be like the, the French Foreign up. Legion, but more obviously evil. Uh, yeah, I think more obviously evil is definitely a criterion that we have covered at the moment. Home affairs, as a term, is such a fucking nothing. It's a complete nothing term, but it's a complete nothing brief. These agencies do not need help from the Liberal Party. There have been no, no major terrorist attacks in Australia, apart from the Lint Cafe siege, which still leaves at no major terrorist attacks in Australia. <laughs> I don't know if they're thwarting dozens or hundreds or seven terrorist mm. attacks every year, but they clearly don't need help from Peter Dutton. 
it's just a massive waste of money. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not looking to get uh, involved in a terrorist attack and lose my life for the petty politics of this fucking insane age that we live in. But as somebody who disagrees with the government's immigration policy, maybe there's a silver lining to this because there's nothing more terrifying to somebody who's trying to get something done than somebody showing up at the door and being like, the Liberal Party's here to help you out with that. True. Yeah. Fair point. Especially if you're doing your best to deal with actual serious security problems, Mm -hmm. not children being economic refugees. Yeah. Security problems. I want to meet some of these fucking kids, man, because... They just seem to be living the most wild life, and I appreciate that this is not the right mindset to be bringing to it, but they live the wildest fucking life. Like, the idea of being suicidal at that age... Yeah, I had to wait till I was in my mid-teens. Yeah, when everybody gets on the bandwagon. I guess it's it's an important lesson in context, right? No school, tropical island. Yeah. Sounds fun. Except for when you get into the particulars, yeah. Except for when Australian politicians manage to ruin no school and a tropical island. Which, if anybody can do it, they can do it. It's yeah. like we just prearranged the fucking Lord of the Flies. Yeah, it is. It's fucking... <laughs> there was... How wild is that? It's a backdoor <laughs> through extreme government programs. The quiet the... boys just land, <laughs> and it's already there. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like... A little sign above the cooking fire that just says pig. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's let's keep it rolling. My first headline is classic. You know that idea of like conservative comes close to class consciousness or usually it's like libertarian comes close to class consciousness but just misses the point by like a bee's dick. Yeah. This is like that that gap is getting so narrow. This is an it's example. Like capitalists, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is an example from the Australian. I don't know who wrote the article because uh <clears throat> it's behind a paywall or whatever. But the headline is Rules Rewritten Shortens Work Agenda. And then the subtitle, which is monstrous for a few different reasons, which they put entirely in its entirety on their Twitter post is if Bill Shorten becomes Prime Minister, the rules of engagement between Labour and Capital in this country will be rewritten, diminishing the bargaining power of employers and enhancing the influence of unions and workers. And this is a scare piece. Oh, but right. of course, what they're doing is actually just speaking absolute truth. Yeah, I mean, not as much as they're well, afraid. Uh, oh, 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 actually, yes. No, they're not speaking absolute truth because this is Bill fucking Shorten we're talking about. But they're speaking like... They're trying to present the boogeyman of the left while just accurately and honestly representing their hopes. Yeah. I mean, Bill Shorten won't come close to pushing labor relations back to what they were in the 70s. No, no, no. He's going to do fuck all. Is it a... Is it a Wong? Is it a Plibersec? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's Bill Shorten. Yeah. <laughs> Not Man. that I'm sexist. It's just a coincidence they'd be better yes uh yeah almost anybody from the left faction of that party would be better than bill gray shorten he's the most colorless desaturated man that i've ever seen (laughs) 
it's he kind is. of hard to quantify. Uh, all right, what's your next headline? In foreign news, kind of local, a bit, in Australian backyard news, <laughs> a new attack at all is shortly to leak tons of ancient radiation into the Pacific. Mm-hmm. In the 1940s and 50s, a new attack atoll was the site. This is in the Marshall Islands, by the way. Sort of mm-hmm. between us and Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Yeah. There's that's nothing a- actually between us and Hawaii. Yeah. Apart well, from the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Very helpful. Which is going to be well. joined by Radiation Patch. Yeah. Because the American government buried tons of 40s and 50s nuclear testing radiative waste. Underneath a concrete cap. Incredible. In a porous soil hole. Just when you thought that... They didn't know that the sea levels were going to (laughs) rise. Just like American... The cement was too expensive to use to patch up a radiation. It blows my mind. It blows my mind that this shit is still relevant. That the that the universe would have such narrative presence of mind to make atomic weapons testing in the forties and fifties. Oh my god! Come back at this point in history when everything's sort of starting to go down the drain. Yeah, I mean, this is not a thing the Americans have forgotten about either. It's mm. not. You can maybe forgive the idiots in the forties and fifties. Yeah. Well, I mean, because they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. But decades hence, America has had lots and lots of time before the sea levels rose. Granted, Mm. they're not interested in stopping the sea levels from rising. The world has got that message. But they don't have to go out of their way to make it as bad as possible, do they? How does that help their cherished capitalism? (laughs) They don't. They're just destroying productive sea now. Yeah, well, they're all about destroying productive sea. But they're supposed to like productive things. They make... They're the, supposed to... The sea do is a, a wealth creator. <laughs> For filthy foreigners, maybe. No, it is. It's good. You get fish and kelp and mm. oil. Yeah, but gold. Americans only care about the sea around... Thermal like, energy. Maine. Wave energy. Mm. Do they even eat fish in, in the United America, States? In America, they don't eat fish and chips. Yeah. They have fish in... Well, that's caught on as, like, a boutique indie food thing mm. now, a little bit. Mm. Starting just to. anti-Catholic, I think. They eat fish tacos. Yeah, that's true. They eat a lot of fish in uh, Louisiana, eat... but it's all, like... Californian rolls. Oh, yeah, they eat crayfish... Uh, catfish. Crawfish and catfish. And crawfish. In Louisiana. Crawdaddies. Is it all inland fish, though, I think is my... In America. Is it like tilapia from the fucking lakes? And I don't know where tilapia live, but I know tilapia is a popular fish in the US. Probably from, it sounds like it's something from the Canadian border, yeah. I, tilapia, I think it's. I think salmon is their sea fish that they eat. Yeah. Or salmon. Some of them say salmon. Yeah. Rushdie, great author. Uh, what Bit I. Fishy. Mm hmm. <laughs> What I like is that, like, this little patch of ocean, as you mentioned, the garbage patch, and now the radiation patch. This little patch of of two-thirds of the Earth's surface. It's, yeah, it's it's becoming like, oh, that bit in the Babadook where she moves the fridge and there's just this, like, vaginal hole with roaches crawling out of it, and it's just like this little Verhoeven-esque Yeah, that confused me, that sequence. That was the best part of the movie. It was all downhill from there, I got the glass thing. 
but the brooch vagina confused me. Uh, but that's so overt, because the little kid is a cockroach. Yeah, I guess. And she just... regrets motherhood. Seemed. Fundamentally. Uh, anyway, that part yeah. of the ocean is that for us now. It's just a nice encapsulation yeah. of our the themes of our story as a species and as a people. Yeah, I like that. Uh, my final headline is uh, two headlines on the same topic because I couldn't pick which one I liked more. It's regarding the frankly amazing gift that we have been given as a culture in the form of 44-876 or slash 876, the new collaborative album by <gasps> superstars... Not- 44-876. Yep. I thought you said slash. Well, I said dash and then I corrected it you to slash. Slash. Because with dash, I didn't know what you were talking about. Slash, uh, I'm excited. Yes. Because if he's involved too, then oh, this could yeah. be the greatest thing since Mantovani. That's the only thing that could have made this better. Unfortunately, he's not. It's Sting and Shaggy. Oh, imagine Sting and slash. Everybody's unambiguously top of the head favorite songwriters without... And, and 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 they they would synergize so organically. Yeah, yeah. It's like peaches and cream or strawberries and cream. Sting is the cream because he's so very much white by definition. Yeah, good. In this context, not least of which because he does a bunch of like crazy Jamaican accent like this is his free pass to do it again after like Roxanne and stuff. He's now it's okay because he's he, friends with Shaggy. He has dreadlocks. Mm. He says in the opening song that the ghost of Bob Marley haunts him to this day mm. and that reggae is the thing that moves his soul. So the two headlines are both both review headlines. From USA Today, Shaggy and Sting's collaborative album 44-876 is a baffling joy. I just like that because it's a nice little yeah, okay. encapsulating thing. But that... Sentiment is elaborated upon by The Guardian, who says uh, their headline is Sting and Shaggy, 44-876 review. You can practically hear the conch shells. Ooh. And it's very true. It's a uh, piece of shit. It's a really <laughs> terrible album. I what? listened to it entire- in its entirety. What is it? Uh, it's like extremely inoffensive island uh, pop smooth so sort kind of, of are we thinking harry belafonte uh i what's the best comparison if you took island in the sun by weezer and then made it 100 percent sincere and filtered through 80s pop songwriting and studio recording sensibilities sounds terrible it really is uh, there's one song, and I'm desperately fucking trying to pull it up so that I can play it into the microphone where they just talk about how much they love the United States, being a British man and a Jamaican man. And they both famously do, of course. Yeah, of course, but it's just so tone deaf and fucking... Sting... He sets out his thesis for the album, which is that the political situation in Britain has him feeling a little down. Right. So he's got to, you know, kind of like Escape do this to the album colonies, and hang out with a colonial. Yeah, and then drink some 
to rum. Uh, to why is it called eighty eight slash? It's their telephone UB40. codes. forty. Oh, okay. Mm. Why it, it, does it do anything that UB forty hadn't covered already? Uh, it kind of updates it for the modern Ooh, era. I don't like the sound of that. Something that we all needed. I don't like the sound of modern UB forty, Kieran. <laughs> I don't like the sound of basically. No, I'm I'm being uh, unfair when I say that, but. It, just fucking wrap your wrap your little ear holes around. I'll just find us like a snippet of it. There's a the rat whole in my kitchen. What damn am I gonna do? <laughs> He's blocked off the microphone with a piece of paper. Thank you, Kieran. All right, now That's to the terrible. head. Moving on from the headlines to our core discussion. You've been following a scandal. I have. I've been following a very interesting scandal. Uh, We've been, like, pretty kind of light on uh, with our headlines section, but it's important to remember that the gross, uh, sad little heart that's driving this whole podcast project is, like, a profound disaffection with the the state of things and the way that we were told growing up that this was the natural way that things could be that it was common sense that things worked like this uh in the uk uh so the uk the 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 kind of recent overall arching thing is that the uk uh hmrc have refused to cooperate with france in investigating like a mobile for uh, fraud and money laundering and stuff like that. Yeah. Which sounds like, you know, oh, that could be... There could be any number of reasons why they may not yeah. want to help. But you found, or rather BuzzFeed yeah, found... I'm not taking any credit for it, but this is, you know, occasionally BuzzFeed as, like, Buzz- deservedly terrible as its reputation is as a fucking soft-brained yeah. repository of pointless quizzes and listicles. But then they sometimes break stories that yeah. no one else is remotely interested they're, they're, in. Some and of their news people are really good. Okay, so I'm just going to run... I've got, like, a bunch of little points run. that sum up the whole thing. So in 2005... Just going to issue a little correction here. That's 2015, not 2005. BuzzFeed got a tip. Not sure fr- who from. Uh, so they followed these couriers who were taking backpacks full of cash to post offices around uh, London from the Lacquer Mobile HQ, uh, which is just profoundly strange to begin with. Made doubly so because Lacquer Mobile also had a security firm. Right, they used their... G4S to transport their money. Yes. That's why it's mental. Yeah, so they fucking had this weird thing. So they dropped that story. BuzzFeed <clears throat> dropped that story. Sri Lanka started investigating a company which is like owned by Leica Mobile uh, under the suspicion that the owner of Leica Mobile was helping to launder money which the old president, Mahinda Rajapaska, had embezzled from the state of Sri yep. Lanka. Uh, and then a couple of weeks later, people... Officials in Paris started investigating as well because they suspected that the same thing was going on. Um, There were couriers doing the same thing in Paris that they were doing in London. 
and the authorities found a bunch of like fake ghost companies that had been set up to take contracts from like a mobile and like pay for air time and and shit like that so they arrested 19 people as part of that investigation and then in order to deepen the investigation and broaden the charges they approached the uk and asked for cooperation to investigate Lyca Mobile's stuff in the UK. Now, here is the pertinent piece of information. Lyca Mobile is one of the Tories' main donors. It's their largest single their donor. Their largest single corporate donor. Yeah, sorry, corporate donor. Yeah. So, since the story was first exposed in 2015, the Tories have accepted more than £800,000 from Lacquer Mobile since the story was... Pounds. Yes. So that's a That's boat more than money. most human currencies. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And after the Paris raids, where 19 people were arrested for money laundering based on the same, like, tip evidence that was going on in London they still accepted 45,000 pounds. So 45,000 of that 800,000 pounds occurred after it was clear that money laundering was already happening. Um, the owner of Leica Mobile is a member of this crazy leaders group where if you donate enough to the Tories, you get to sit down with cabinet members and the prime minister for like private yeah, dinners. He's very, he's very, very blue. He um, mm. he donated one of his call centres to Boris Johnson during his mayoral candidate. Yeah. So he doesn't yep. just support the Tories financially. He gives them direct logistical assistance. It's crazy, yeah. And he de- he devoted a lot of money to that mayoral campaign as well. He did. <clears throat> um, it's hard to see specifically what like a mobile are getting out of this because presumably shitloads of money. But they basically, they, they just sell burner phones, don't they? Or well, SIM, yeah, and they... they get a cheap, no-wandering charge, no-roaming charge SIM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they also, if they're laundering money on behalf of corrupt government officials overseas, they could be involved with fucking uh-huh, organised crime. You're suggesting a, that well, I'm their taking, main line of business may not be their main line of business. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I think that, mm. that, that is a possibility. A small possibility. Um, so here's here's some quotes about this nonsense because it's really pretty tasty. So Christopher Wood, uh, on behalf of the HMRC, says said to the French authorities when they requested assistance, "This is clearly a very wait, this is." Cl- clearly a very large investigation on behalf of the French authorities and involves companies with vast assets at their disposal. Uh, This can be catastrophic for any investigation, especially one of the size and complexity of this. Of this. Of this. Of this. So he responded in the negative uh, based on the idea that they would be too big to take down. Yeah, we shouldn't charge rich companies because they have the resources to make to it defend themselves yeah. yeah well see it's important to not even beat the case just make it stressful <laughs> yeah yeah exactly right and it's it's so crazy because it's like we're yeah we're committed to battling corruption uh as long as they're not so corrupt that that has enabled them to put up a fight 
So if they don't actually catch a money launderer with an old steam printing press rolling the notes out in a basement in fucking Brixton... Chewing on a cigar with a fucking beat-up little Homburg hat on. I've been rumbled, fair cop, (laughs) When you're done, you're done. Um, Yeah, in that same email, though, this moron, this preposterous fool said it is of note that they are the biggest corporate donor to the Conservative Party, led by Prime Minister Theresa May. Theresa? Theresa? Um, doesn't matter. She won't be there for long. Uh, good. And donated 1.25 million euros to the Prince Charles Trust in 2012. <clears throat> All right. So, so I'm not, like, threatening you or anything. I'm just saying my dad has a gun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just background information. It's background information, but it may be relevant. Like, you shouldn't take it into account or anything. I don't even know why I've mentioned it. Just... it's there uh fuck it's so crazy so the french obviously took this to mean no we're not gonna help you i imagine hmrc's line is that the french responded incorrectly to the feedback they were given Mm. and something became uncooperative and didn't the french read into it quite rightly no we're not going to help you yeah. Find, find another approach. Yeah, exactly. And apparently they've done it successfully because well, this yeah. investigation's now building up momentum and like a mobile can't be ignored anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. And the, the charges against them have broadened and deepened, so now they're, like, on the hook for fucking gigantic money laundering and fraud and stuff like that. End of 2018, end of this year, is when that trial's going on. Uh, so, meanwhile, in the UK, no steps have been taken. Where I'm not the surprised by that at all. Yeah, well, who can be? It's so grimly predictable. The Tories have made it pretty clear they plan on turning Britain into a giant, dirty money swamp. Yeah, it's so naked. See, this is why I picked this topic. Uh, because this is the the level of deceit that we have to deal with. And it's like, it's it's uh, cliched to use a George Orwell quote for just about anything, uh, but there is that one where he's like, tyrannies operate on fraud and force, and when the fraud is exposed, they have to rely exclusively on force. This isn't quite force, but it's like the fraud of all of this, this like liberalised economy, capitalistic, uh, all will work out free market horse shit that we keep having to deal with. Yeah. It's just get back to that. naked and exposed, and uh, now we're in this crazy fucking situation where, despite what Lord Ken MacDonald... Uh, no. Was Lord he Ken one McDonald of the goodies? Is, he was quite he's cross. A, he's a goodie, were. yeah. No, the HMRC spokesman said... I mean, for a lord. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. of course. There's a limit, but he was one of the goodies in this particular configuration. So, uh, the senior press officer of the HMRC said, No HMRC official would ever write such a letter. He said, This is the United Kingdom, for God's sake. Not some third world banana republic where the organs of state are in hock to some sort of kleptocracy. <laughs> At least he didn't say bongo bongo land. That's all right. We're- yeah, but how, how fucking... Clearly, he digs his own grave, and then they show him the email, and he's like, "Ah, oh, oh, that's fuck. regrettable." <laughs> he says, "That's regrettable." Minutes after saying that, nobody unequivocally it would never. When I happen. said Banana Republic, we're a banana kingdom. I should make <laughs> this very clear. 
Yes, a banana we do monarchy. We not condone any sort of faux egalitarianism in our bananas. No, there's a top banana. We've gotten rid of the tyranny of the straightened Euro banana. <laughs> we're, we're not going to have some people's Republican banana. Yeah. We're going to have good, honest, bent British bananas. Mm, for the British. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me just quickly exonerate Lord MacDonald, because right. he... He said that this did, in fact, represent a descent into Banana Republic law okay, enforcement. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's so, good. I'm glad that he's made that clear. Yeah. Because these are the financial services that you keep hearing about in the papers. Well, mm-hmm. all, well the service sector is so important in the British economy. In fact, the financial sector is a tremendously wonderful work. They export their services all around the planet. Business journalists mm. and economics journalists never actually articulate what these financial services are. This is what they are. Yeah. This is what the city is doing for Britain. It's, it, what else could it they, be, right? They've become the bag men of their former colonial <laughs> subjects, basically. Just the most undignified... At least the Roman Empire just collapsed and died. Yeah, it didn't manage to this prop itself up with... So uh, undignified. What was the term? <laughs> Where it didn't prop itself up through the apparatus of a some third world, <laughs> world banana republic, republic where the organs of state are in hoc ah. to some sort of kleptocracy, which I mean nakedly, if assuming that the allegations are true, that's legitimately literally what it is. Just yeah. the organs of state, not only in hoc but part of some sort of kleptocracy. They just in, in they've just dispensed with military force and. They don't even have a proper propaganda unit, but they have got the media that mm. obfuscates points. Yeah. That doesn't clarify and doesn't detail what they mean when they talk about financial services. <laughs> <laughs> they really need that, right? Because there's no way that this party still manages to go on. Right? They, every time they walk into a room, they fucking bumble and trip over their own dick. And we're supposed to believe that they're competent politicians. <coughs> well, I think, I think the Tories benefit from the same thing that conservatives... One of their, like... If this was a computer game, one of their team attributes, if you will. <laughs> okay, yes, People, I'm on board. It's like they get an extra ten gold per turn. People have this conception yeah. that... The right wing is better with money. And the reason they have this conception is basically, it's a logical fallacy, mm. which is that, well, social democratic parties are more interested in human rights. That mm-hmm. must mean that they are emotional and irrational and weak. Yeah. Whereas the Tories hate human rights, which yeah. must mean that they're really tough and pragmatic and know how to cut to the chase and get things done. We are and the it's a closest. false dichotomy. Yeah. We're the closest to the this. cold, steel, empty-hearted robots which will one day take over all of this governance business, so get you might as well get used to your android overlords now. Adapt your nervous system to <laughs> shut down the emotions of despair and sorrow. But this is the only thing I can think of, apart from, I guess, that people associate them more with the nation. Mm. and nationalism 
yeah. that gives them a boost. Oh, but 100%. I think a lot of it is this false dichotomy of it would all be nice if we could have universal health and education. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong, but, you know, it's, it's not realistic. The Tories, you know, they're horrible. They must know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because Labour are nice, <coughs> and therefore mm. the dichotomy means they must be incompetent. Yeah. But the there's banking... never been any evidence that a humane economic setup is per se less efficient. No, in most cases it's not. It's more efficient because just basically yeah. the more money you concentrate in the hands of the poor or like redistribute to the hands of the poor, the more gets spent, the stronger the economy becomes. <gasps> Kieran's talking just... about consumerism from the perspective of somebody who understands consumerism. You need to have consumers to have consumerism. I'm just... In this, <laughs> that in means this, you need yeah. to have paid workers. Exactly. You can't just <laughs> fucking live on Veyrons and Kuntashes. You have to have fucking bread and eggs as well. And hopefully have happy populace so that your fucking well, country isn't an existential shithole as well. The upper class have kind of always liked to off each other as well, though. So mm. if they make us all rely on credit, they'll all get rich. Mm. Then there'll be a credit crunch and the weak ones will fall off the wagon. <laughs> and they kind of love that. Yeah, yeah, the purges, <laughs> how they love the purges. Man, the fucking imbecile, rodential glee in fucking Michael Gove's beady little eyes when <laughs> Boris Johnson fucking <laughs> fell on his face after the whole Brexit thing. The fucking sheer oh. animal malevolence of it. You could tell that he was having the time of his fucking life orchestrating that disaster. I mean, you're going to slip over and fall on your face if you're anywhere near Michael Gope. He's the <laughs> goblin king. He yeah. oozes slime everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You put him in the kitchen for 12 hours and you walk in and it's all fucking organic and goopy. It's weird. I mean, David Cameron got caught fucking him in the mouth or something. That, <laughs> there something was a scandal. Like that. It was horrific. <coughs> There's no... Destroyed his credibility. No evidence that that's true. Allegedly. Allegedly. You're a hundred Michael Gove or related creature. Hmm. This is, so I was talking a little bit earlier about how, like, we're beholden to this fucking common sense thing, which is starting to, like, crumble apart, but because it's the common sense, the people as a whole kind of tend to uphold it. Yeah. Despite not having the evidence anymore. Common sense is like theology. Mm, mm, mm. What you were talking about is exactly it. It's this fucking bizarre logic where the guy is like, look, have you ever seen a fucking nice banker, mate? Nah, because, and uh, surely the banks just want the people that are best with money, right? So what you got is bastards are best with money. Ergo. Kajito, ergo, Tories. some Tories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's fucking, it's crazy. I hate it. I hate, I hate this fucking. It's also the fallacy, world. though, that the, they might get the people who are best with money, but that doesn't mm. mean those are the best people for society to have in charge of money. Well, yeah, it's Depends fucking what you mean by best with money, right? Best with personal money is often exactly the fucking yeah. inverse of best with best society. Best with public money. That's what we have here is just a bunch of really fucking canny investors who can't fucking run a country's finances to save their lives. Yeah, because... It- or maybe they could, who knows, because they're well, running it. Pu- public so. policy is the antithesis of personal investment, mm. essentially. If that's... I don't want to wander too far away from like a, mobi- uh, like a mobile. Yeah, how tempting is it to be? <laughs> yeah, all aboard the lacrimobile. I assume it's something to do with Tamil. Mm. I have a Tamil. I should ask her. But anyway, um, 
the man is Tamil. The man whose company it is is Tamil. Yeah. And he's used the name Laika in all of his businesses, so I assume it's Tamil for something. Oh, right. Because it's Laika Mobile Company. Yeah, and he's also he's got Laika Productions, and they do. Yeah, and it's Laika Production Company. But yeah, oh, maybe really it's is a just awful money. pun, and yeah. it's not Tamil. Maybe. Or maybe it's like a duck, Adam... No. Were you about to credit him with an Adam Douglas level... Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams. Level, yeah. That's why I stopped. You tricked me. You tricked me. I I, I skidded into the hole that you fucking... Welcome to the weakness for bleakness. God damn. What a rube. Me. He's not. We'll ignore it. We'll abandon that line of inquiry because it's not what's happening. I don't think he's that intelligent. His Mm. business model is basically give money to Tories Mm. and sell cheap SIM cards and embezzle... It's not a genius entrepreneur. Yeah. And I think, uh, uh, I mean, it's just worth pointing out, just in case, uh, it's an oversight of ours. It's somewhere in the documents is the suggestion or the accusation or the charge or something that they're also doing shit for organised crime, not just for corrupt government. It's very possible. It's very possible. I don't want to say anything about the um, business conditions in the subcontinent. Yeah, but... Let alone uh, Western Europe. Jesus. Mm, what a cesspit. Mm, really, truly. Um, I don't know that there's... I mean, I don't know. I feel like I I could... Well, this devolve. is going to be like the first step in an overarching theme, isn't it? Mm. Because yeah, we'll one of the things be. that this show's inevitably going to have to address time and time again mm. is the fact that Tories are terrible with money, Mm -hmm. awful with social policy, Mm -hmm. and in their current manifestation are not even particularly good at patriotism. Yeah. Or, like, conniving. No, they're terrible connivers. Thatcher would have literally killed these men. Yeah. Maze. When Thatcher was in, I was reading this. It's a shame we started doing this show after Pretty Patel got... Oh, fuck, that would have been funny. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about being shit at conniving. Yeah, yeah. Absolute fucking dunce. Um, Penny Morden's going to do something similar, though. I can see it in her eye. Fingers crossed. She looks like a biter. She's going to go for it. (laughs) We need material. Come on, Penny. Penny Um, Teresa's. I don't know, why would you get rid of Pretty Patel and then appoint Pretty Patel to replace Pretty Patel? <laughs> fucking insane. It's the Miliband brothers all over again, but in dark Better looking image. than the Miliband brothers. Yes, well, that's... Not hard. Not hard. Granted, you just need to be not weird to look better than the Miliband brothers. Mm. Um, I read today that when Thatcher was doing this underhanded horse shit to prop up her own party, it was by conspiring with the BBC to vet uh, leftists and not hire any leftists to the BBC with the explicit purpose to prevent a left-wing government. That's why they're riddled with leftists to the BBC, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this was through the 80s and the 90s, I guess. Yeah. And so it's all like, those people are still in charge, basically. So, yeah, but where, where, where is that level of subterfuge? That's only come to light now. Yeah, she was very good. I don't consider her useless in that sense i mean if if we have to be ruled by uh preposterous tyrants with like there's just no ambition of style to british fucking despots which is so depressing they're all 
There never has been, though. They're only, like... What was their, the, the civil war in England? You ended up with fucking Cromwell and the Puritans. Mm. Yeah. How exciting oh, is that? Oh, my God. I mean, that's why Churchill catches people's imaginations, because that motherfucker had... He was a globetrotter. Style. style. Yeah. yeah. Witticisms and shit, and the fact that he was mostly monstrous. The right... The right... Wrong person at the right time. Yeah, I mean, or he was. it was the right time for a... He was not relatively particularly monstrous. No, no, no. He's average just a, level of... A politician. 19th but... century white racism. Yeah, 20, 20th century. And, well, yeah, he, he got his... He got his oh, he got all of the, his... And then he was a cavalry officer in the 19th century. Yeah, sure. Hunting tigers out in India. Yes, with his houseboy. Um... What was my point? Uh, I went down like three tangential paths and I lost my point, Darcy. Sorry, I was thinking about Pretty Patel. Um, um, yeah, the dic- the not dictators. The fucking, oh, yeah. the monsters suck now. Yes, they're, they're they do. boring and they're depressing. They're depressing in the way that like British uh, TV low budget drama is depressing when it's not trying to be it's just like this is just my day at home and it's like just a little flat with a shabby table and a cup of fucking ill looking tea and it's like they're depressing in that way that x yeah, yeah. factor that the fucking just isles have the the fact that britain has had everything sucked out of it basically mm. by the immigrants by the tories yes so that, there's course. a lot that britain has going for it yeah, but of course. But none of it will ever manifest as long as the Tories are in power. Yeah. Well, it's the election that I'm most excited for. Yeah. Because Corbyn is one of the very, very few people who's managed to, like, hold my enthusiasm. And I'm I'm as ready as you are to watch mm. him let us down horrifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait until but it's going to be... It's going to hurt so good. Crime. Yeah. Compared to everything else that That's going to be the, sh- the shattering through. point. It'll be him and Sanders will get in and then they'll fucking intervene in Iran or something and it'll just be like, that's it. That's the tipping point. <laughs> the politics, uh, the resurgence of politi- uh, politics being popular in popular culture was nice, but it's over now. Everybody fairness, is just cynical. I feel like Jeremy will just be literally kind of having a potter about number mm-hmm. 10 yep. and let something He loves off. to have a I potter. I feel like he, you know, <laughs> he'll <laughs> think it's the switchboard or something. Yeah, he'll be taking a photo of a hatch in the floor thinking that it's a manhole colour and yeah. then he'll go oh, for a closer look and it'll be the fucking... That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Mind you, before Tony Blair, the, mm. the button was protected with a, a lock that you could open with a like a bike lock key, like it was like a two tumbler. Of course, it lock. was. You don't even need the key; you can just press the tumblers if there's only two of them. Yeah, just give it a good wiggle. So anytime people say Blair was useless, decriminalized homosexuality, and decided that there should be something between people and the nuclear button. Yeah. Well, two out of like fifty thousand ain't Island, bad. So three out of 50,000. Better so far than Cameron, Brown, and Theresa. Yeah. And Thatcher. I mean, I I don't know much about Brown, but I'm willing to believe that Blair was better than Brown. Uh, But the other three... All Brown did was bail the banks out and then lose to Cameron. Yeah. Blair is 
undergoing a similar sort of revisionist fucking, uh, like, rehabilitation to Bush, though. So I'm wary of people saying that... Bush well, that's part of his whole man. Catholic thing, isn't it? It's just... What a... What a like, Bush and Blair... Is there any bigger beneficiary of the times that we live in than fucking Bush and Blair? I'm going to put Howard between oh, yeah. them. Yep. He's benefited more than Blair did. That's true. Because People Blair... Are... If you'd given Tony Blair the resource boom that Howard mm. did, can you imagine how disgusting Britain would be right now? It'd be The whole thing would be a cold, wet Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd given oh, Tony Blair for the, the kind of, of money that John Howard had to spend. Yeah. Oh, man. The if cold only. coast, they'd be calling it. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, what's your topic, man? Let's, My let's topic, move forward. This was, uh, this was triggered by the uh, <clears throat> Washington Post's Terence McCoy with the headline, Imploding. Financial troubles, lawsuits, trailer park brawls. Has the alt-right peaked? That's Fucking here's hoping. Terence McCoy in the Washington Post. Yeah, it has. Um, so there's another nice nugget of information. Stormfront. Mm, everybody's um, favourite. Everybody's favourite. I think not running anymore. I don't It'll know. It'll reappear if it isn't. I anyway, Don Black is the man who established, and yes, I know his surname is Black, yeah. who established... <laughs> and you can't re- even make a joke about it. It's it so on the nose. ...was the chief administrator of Stormfront, and mm-hmm. he had spent years before Stormfront bouncing between various different supremacist groups in America. Sure. Uh, Aryan Brotherhood and the KKK and whatever, whatever, whatever. Yep, like, they're do. really different. And... Yeah. KKK, prison KKK, <laughs> uh, Nor- Northern States KKK... <laughs> Bearhead KKK, Catholic mm. KKK. And then eventually Internet KKK. Internet KKK, dot KKK. Yeah, why is that URL suffix not in circulation, I wonder? I wonder. Mm. I, I bet Google have had a request. They must have. Oh, Whoever, 100%. Google don't sell them. Who sells them? It's, it's a yeah, it's got country some... by country thing, isn't it? And no, then they log them with a, the World Wide Web. There's a fucking, there's a name for the authority, but it's one of those ex- insanely dry, like... The Tim Berners-Lee Memorial Trust. <laughs> I wish. No, it's like the fucking multi-country internet protocol the management... completely impartial associate. international association mm. of disinterested internet parties. Yeah, but they fucking, they released Dot Pizza, so we have them to thank for that. Mm. All right, I'm getting carried away now. Yes. Pizza. <laughs> so this fellow, Don Black, found his uh, his sangfroid and his placid garden mm. when he set up Stormfront, and he plucked his child from school and raised him at home to be a monster. Derek Black was the boy's name, and he was actually very bright and very charismatic, mm. and would have caused lots of trouble for the reality-based community had he not gone off to university. Because at the age of 19, they were calling him the heir. The heir. The heir. Mm. And he was, like, being touted as the next great leader of the, uh, you know, white supremacist movement. And he probably would have been very effective because he was really bright. But he went to university and met a Jew. Mm. And uh, the rest is history, basically. We took him to see George Soros and... 
<laughs> to the, the treatment Soros was administered. Yeah. Anyway, Derek Black escaped, and he now considers race to be a false concept. Wonderful. And it shows every sign of becoming more and more human as the days go on. Oh my god, their miracles are possible. Miracles are possible. So that's basically they've lost their next leader. Essentially, he would yeah. have been the best option. Also. They suffered the worst fate that can befall rebels, especially rebels literally without a cause, mm. uh, is that they had success and gained some influence and turned out not to have any ideas about anything that they could implement towards any end. Yeah, that's really the fucking... And the... it fell apart very quickly. I was saying to you before, it's one of the oldest sitcom plots. The schmuck at the office gets his chance to be the boss mm. and puts his feet on the desk and goes, everybody gets to have whiskey for lunch and ice cream for reports. Yeah. And at the, the end of the day, there's paper everywhere and he's going, boss, please go back. I, it's really yeah. hard. I've got a new respect for you, yeah. <laughs> immigrant-loving SJW libtards. So, yeah, they, they inevitably fell apart when they were given enough rope to tie themselves up. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, most analogies Point do not work image. on close inspection, Karen. <laughs> Point is, yes, the alt-right... In America, at least, are uh, withering and dying. In Europe, I think they're going to have a harder time stamping them out because the alt-right well, in Europe some... has got much deeper cultural roots that it can hang on to and yeah. in the U, it's I have a bodybuilding analogy. In the US, it's like US bodybuilders, i.e. all aesthetics, no function. Yep. In Europe, it's like European bodybuilders, i.e. very scary men who wander around forests. Yeah, they look kind of normal until you see them punch trees down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. They're also... Because they've got... Um, I don't think it's not, like, better culture than America. In a lot of places, I think it's definitely worse culture mm. than America. But they've got um, much, much, much older, deeper cultural roots and traditions mm. that they can bring on. And in the case of a lot of European countries, incredibly militaristic and mm. autocratic military uh, sorry governmental traditions that they can call on mm. democracy is extremely new to a lot of europe yeah there's this interesting thing that i was reading uh by linda hutchin about nation building in uh through narrative and she kind of did an investigation of something that happened in europe in the 19th century which like led to a lot of these like traditions and of like it's tied to kind of what the nazis did with their propaganda and shit uh, where there's this, it's under the guise of remembering what we used to be, mm. but they picked like fairly diverse, like it's something that the US would try to do now, probably like the, you pick a little bit here and there and you kind of fabricate a narrative of ancient tradition out of it and then use it as the kind of bedrock for your own fucking nationalistic yeah, means. yeah, yeah. So fascism Europe... can always masquerade as traditionalism. Yeah, and That's oftentimes they... it's bunkum. Like almost all of the time, it's bunkum. But it doesn't really matter if the if the narrative is woven successfully enough. And obviously, yeah, Europe has fucking a couple of centuries of experience at that horseshit, whereas America has been doing this whole other thing of like new nation, new manifest destiny, God's and chosen people. 
for, uh, set up to have a specifically frustrated president, right? Mm. And a specifically frustrated government whenever possible. Yeah. Whereas most of Europe is still run by people who were at university at the height of the Cold War. Yeah, and you um, can't fucking shake them. No, nah, you can't. And even if they wanted to, how realistic is it that a lot of these countries can just throw away, you know, close to a hundred years of Eastern Bloc dictatorship. Yeah. Some of the most propaganda-intensive um, dictatorship in history. Yeah. And the centuries before that of, you know, Enlightenment-era despotism, <laughs> yeah. and then the centuries of feudal despotism before that. It's a lot to... Yeah just fucking... change in a generation. So the alt-right in Europe has got much mm. richer soils than in America. Yeah. So the alt-right is not dead in Eastern Europe. In Australia, it was never really born. There's... There was some... I mean, they, they the exist. The true blue crew were probably yeah. still slinking around, wing in car parks. They're kind of and... like old-school white supremacists rather than alt-right types, though, although they've engaged in a lot of the same things. But they're like... If by that you mean Blair Cottrell does not have a lesbian's haircut, then yes, all right. Fair. Yeah, that's exactly Fair. what I meant. Well, I mean, it's just like they try to do the alt-right meme game stuff, but, like, even in... Res- like, even in... As trash as the alt-right meme game is, like, the True Blue crew is then another cut below where it's on, like, Facebook mum's level oh, of yeah. memeing, where it's just God, yeah, a picture awful. of a bottle of wine and a minion, and it's just the text is like, my husband hasn't fucked me in three years, in an exclamation mark. And that's why I am a social justice warrior. Mm-hmm, mm. More people who think political correctness is a term, by the way. I don't like them. Political correctness doesn't mean yes. anything. It's fully meaningless, for sure. So, you, so yeah, you're convinced by this argument that the alt-right is... I mean, obviously it still mm. exists and always will. There yeah. are no moments of complete perfection in human society, and we shouldn't try to bring them about because that is when hundreds of millions of people <laughs> yeah. will be slaughtered. Yeah, but more dangerous than a utopia. Um, yeah, I think for all intents and purposes, for the foreseeable yeah. future, the American alt-right is basically, as a unified force, mm. it's pretty knackered. They've, like, Trump is clearly not actually interested in their agenda at all. Well, yeah. Because it's, you know, because they're, they're other people, so why would he be? Uh, yeah. Bannon is, I don't know, bleeding out in a fucking closet somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he's just fully committed to cirrhosis now. <laughs> he's done. <laughs> Do you know he was involved in the Biodome uh, project? No, I did he not. Was, he was brought in to bail out Biodome. Incredible. <laughs> he, so there's there's footage of Steve Bannon talking about what a threat global warming is and how important it is that he save the world from it. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to put that in fact. Lucas is completely mercenary. Was, if there were any justice in the world, he would still be in the White House. This would be an 80s movie. And in the third act, he would get covered in sort of some sort of radioactive sludge and turn into a half man, half monster. Oh, if there were like any the justice in the world, Steve the Bannon would have to be... Would have to stay at the White House and fix all of this shit. Yeah, if there was any justice in the world. <laughs> yeah, piece by piece. I know that's a really vague overalls. sentence for a judge to hand out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very dangerous as well. Very but it's like one of the things you might have got in ancient Athens or something. Yeah. I sentence you to undo your unholy works. Yeah, for all time. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really biblical. Yeah. The mark of dipshit. You must wander the earth. Is there a big alt-right thing in the UK? Not presently. Uh, there's a lot of, like... I mean, yeah, like I know they're, they're there. Nationalism and, and shit, but I don't know but Those boneheads have always been there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything particularly, like... I think one of the good things about English culture is possibly the inherent sort of self-deprecation you get Mm. amongst the middle classes more than the working classes, but... Yeah. Well, they certainly don't have that frustrating American fucking... Taking their country seriously. (laughs) pig-headedness and extreme individualism, which just, like, every day that I age just becomes a little bit more intolerable to me. There was a great one which was, like... When the Illuminati come to mm. do their, you know, the first thing they're going to do, white people, Christians, and gun owners will be the first <laughs> ones to go. Then what's the point of the fucking guns? <laughs> yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> Sell your still, gun, man. If you're still going to be the first one to if go. If you think that the Illuminati is out to get you, go and fucking convert to Judaism, you dumb shit. You think you can fight them? <laughs> oh, yeah, me and the boys. Yeah, because we stand for what's right. We know the local woodland. (laughs) Like, oh, we're going to occupy that. They wouldn't use napalm here. Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) That was a terrible idea. Oh, my God. Fucking the chaos that would be an American Civil War today would, like, the briefest and most brutally put down Civil War of like people get people against government. Obviously, oh, if the yeah. government split, it would become a lot more complicated. I really, one hundred percent, hope that you're right. I, I I worry that like particularly because like dipshits like Jordan Peterson are still kind of riding a a wave of popularity. That's true, and and the cult, the cult, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, the cult right will always exist <laughs> as a as a yeah. cultural movement. Once once a cultural movement has been established. It's mm. going to be there forever. Well, yeah, Just, but, but here's what I but worry. But as an effective political force, I think they're pretty much finished. Yeah, here's here's what I worry. Uh, that this is like a chrysalis period where rather than being, rather than dying, they're just going to sleep. And then whatever fucking insane nightmarish turn happens after Trump and after the inevitable failure of this American socialist thing, which I'm just way more pessimistic about than I used to be, Unfortunately, whatever the next interpolation is, when we finally acknowledge that we're going into some crazy global war or some shit, not to sound too much like a conspiracy theorist myself, but like whatever terrible thing that comes, because it's insane to expect it to get better at this point. Good if it does. Yeah. Yeah. I worry that they're just becoming the instrument for whatever that is. Yeah. Well, it's it's like the rats in the plague, isn't it? At the end of Camus' novel, when it. Mm. Iran is saved and everyone's really happy, but Camus reminds us, well, the rats are still breeding in the sewers. Yeah. You know. There's something. Because he was happen. fun. So... Yeah. But he's right as well. Mm. The uh, And you're right, yeah. They're not finished, finished, finished. If the Second World War didn't finish the fucking Nazis off, they're always going to be Nazis. Mm. But for the short term, I don't think they're going to be a big player. Yeah, I think the Republican Party, once Trump is out, will come under control of the old patricians again. Yeah, revert to its 
kind of pseudo reactionary self rather than its current active reactionary self. Yeah, closer to kind of what we have going on here and in Britain. Although here, obviously, we have our own yeah Tea Party fucking equivalent vying. Yeah. Oh, you'll have to explain that to me, Kieran. I'm not sure <laughs> what you mean by that. I just uh, slightly confirmed about now West Asians are the problem. Now I've decided I don't mind the East mm. Asians. That's the West Asians. The they problem. turned out to be all right, did they? Oh, look, once you give up your fish and chip dreams <laughs> and discover how much better life is in the Senate, then you st- become less concerned about the Asian shops. Amazing that nobody drew that direct connection when she was first coming up. When Pauline Hanson was first coming up, nobody was just like, you're just mad that the fish and chip shop market <laughs> Someone is Someone who could cook out. moved into the high streets <laughs> and your shitty fish and chip shops closed down. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the basis of her whole political career. And now we're yeah, all... Yeah, well, 100%. Because Mr. Fucking Fang couldn't burn a few noodles. Now we're all suffering for it. Yeah, it's just petty jealousy. Fuck it's you, always Fang. petty jealousy. More of that, I reckon. What's that? That's got to be... Is that a wrap? That's a wrap, I Thank think. Thank God. I hate these people. Why do we have to talk for them? I, I have been Darcy Moran. With a very generous interpretation of uh, these people being i.e. existent, but... Somebody's going to listen to this in 60, 70 years. Yeah, I'll oh. probably listen to it next week. Fuck and then our grandchildren. Oh my god, it's evidence. Let's not have children. I mean, not with each other. Yeah. I'd be a terrible mother. My dreams. I've been Kieran Stevenson. <laughs> this and has this been... has been a weakness for bleakness. Hey... Goodbye. Very good, good Kira. That was good. I like that. In the interests of fair use, this outro constitutes a review. Uh, This song and the album as a whole are not very good. Let's have a listen. No, they aren't. No, they're not. Granted. Dead to a one.